Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. And we're going to open up in prayer and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for uh, opening our ears and our eyes that we may hear what you're doing, see what you're doing, that God, you may help us grow spiritually. You may help us mature into the men and women that you called us to be. Father, help us to grow. Help us to get rid of our walls, our obstacles, the hurts and disappointments of life, things that have happened, that we may learn to fully trust in you. Father, we thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So we're going to talk about motives tonight. A lot of spirit life, we talk about different things that we do. Uh, and part of our living in the spirit is what we do, like actually what we do. And a lot of times people normally uh, judge by what people do. And there's some biblical truth to that. We can judge people by their fruits, but not all the time are our actions actually the truth of our heart. In other words, in 1 Corinthians, we know the love chapter where we talk about it almost every wedding. They read about love is kind, gentle, and uh, there's this whole list. And people think, well, if I do those things, that means that I have love. Not necessarily. Love is the evidence of those things, not you doing them so you can say you have them. And that's what we want to talk about tonight in all areas of our life, not just in love, but in serving God, uh, even in our giving in money and resources and time to church ministry. We're supposed to do it with a joyful heart, not out of obligation. And so really the important part of what we do as Christians and what we do for God is what's in our heart. Now, when you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2, and I see Sarah hopped on and Katrina, and I won't be able to keep up with you all night, but I, as I can, I'll uh, mention you as I see you. But uh, Proverbs 16, verse 2, all the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. And so, you know, we all think what we're doing is clean or right in our own sight, but God looks at our motives. And this isn't a, a teaching tonight to make you feel bad or say, I don't know. This is a really self-evaluation and to really check why we do what we do. And if you turn to Proverbs 21, verse 2, every man's way is right in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs the heart. In other words, the Lord weighs the heart. And I want you to look at a couple different examples. Once we go to 1 Samuel 16, just want to re- Put this in your heart so you know it's scriptural and that you can go back and look at it. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or the height of his statue, because I rejected him. For God sees not as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's what we're going to talk about. Combination of those three things. God checks our motives. What we think we're doing always seems right to us. And God checks our hearts. And people look at what we do on the outside. There's a lot of examples of this in Scripture. In Matthew, we're going to look at two of them. And then we're going to go to Philippians. But take a deep breath. Relax. Ask the Lord to open your eyes in the part of this teaching uh, as we get into it. Again, do not take this as, oh, man, coming against. No. Just really check your motives. We want to make sure in everything we do, whether uh, we're serving in church or we're giving or prayers or whatever we're doing, we want to make sure our motive is correct. In other words, we don't want to do something because we want it to prove something. 
makes sense. We don't want to do something because we wanted to prove something. We want our actions to be genuine, how we are on the inside, uh, what our heart actually feels and our, you know, our transformation uh, as God has grown and matured us and developed us. We want to really become good trees or good vessels that God can use. And we want to make sure that it's, it's coming from a place of authenticity, like a real God-given change in your life, like that God has done an amazing work in your life. So we want to go Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Now, this is strong. I warn you ahead of time. It's strong. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, so that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have the reward in full. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Okay, verse 5. When you pray, you're not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But to you, when you pray, go in your inner room, close your door, pray to Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you're praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. It goes on in great lessons here in Matthew on every book of your Bible, uh, but we're seeing examples here where Jesus is saying, you're doing this for the attention of men. You're fasting for the attention of men. You're praying for the attention of men. And outwardly, if you're not looking at it through the heart, or through the eyes of discernment, it looks like you're doing the right things. And that's where we really want to zone in on our life. Not someone else's. This is for you personally. Not to look at other people. This is for you personally. For me personally. To look at my own life. And say, am I living a life where I'm doing all the right things to try to prove the evidence of something. But in my heart, I don't, I don't actually have it. And I know what people are going to say. Well, shouldn't we do it until we get it? Yes, but at the same time, if you're not really pursuing change because you're believing what you are giving outwardly, in other words, you're believing what you're showing people is the real you, you won't work on your heart. If you let yourself acknowledge inside that I, I need to work on this, I need to get this part of my life, my heart in line, and my actions need to start demonstrating that, because you know anyone can be or act a certain way in front of people, and I give you examples of this. Certain people, the holidays are coming up, and we'll get with family and friends, and depending on who the group you're with, how some people act. Uh, they will do some things or won't do some things based on who's around. But what's in your heart? In other words, what's actually in your heart that you would or would not do regardless of whoever's around? And as a Christian living a spirit life, this is important because the genuineness of our call, the genuineness of the gift of God in your life, the genuineness of who you are before the Lord, is it's critical. It's almost, you know, one of the most foundational, I say almost, but it's close. I mean, it's got to be up in the top two foundational things that we've really got to pursue when we're moving in the kingdom of God, moving in our gifts, want to operate in those things, and really want to be used by God. Because with God being number one, obviously, the gift of God is number one. Without that, we've got nothing. But we need to make sure that we're allowing the power of the gospel to penetrate deep in our heart. 
We're not denying the power of it. We now have a form of godliness and denying it. It's real. It's really changing our heart. And turn me to Matthew 23. And I know it's a lot of verses. We'll get them in the comments there. Uh, but I, I, I want to make sure that you get a good foundation because we're going to look at a scripture after these scriptures. We're going to turn and we're going to really dive in. I mean, we're going to dive into our motives. We're going to dive in to a couple things that scripture warns us about. And I, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll either change your life for the good or change your life that you'll just reject it and say, well, you know, uh, there's a high call to this. There's a there's a price to pay for living for God. This is this is real adult business, you could say, right? This isn't for kids. This is for the mature. Serving God takes maturity. It takes a dedication. It takes a laying your life down, laying your desires down. I mean, this is real work. Ministry is. And not work that you're earning anything, but real work in our life. Letting God move through us. Letting the Holy Spirit move through us. Letting him heal and deliver us. I mean, it's real work uh, to lay yourself down. It's not easy. And when people say, oh, serving God, you know, you just wake up one day and you're doing it. No, it's hard to believe by faith. It's hard to live by faith. It's hard to operate in biblical truths over all of the stuff and the junk we see on the news and TV. You know, it's hard to really press into it. It takes discipline. It takes work to get yourself to that place of maturity that you want to grow in God. So, you know, a lot of what we do at uh, Power for Freedom Ministries is exactly those deep things. It's to, to push us in those areas beyond the elementary principles of just raise your hand and get saved, beyond the, the milk of the word we try to get into meat. And, you know, hey, we thank you, the audience and people who support us and uh, are there for us, because without you, we couldn't do it. And, you know, it's not that popular in 2023, but I don't think it was ever that popular to really push the truth of the self-reflection, the work inside of us that we need. God does his part, but we need to do our part, you know, and really embrace the maturity it takes to serve God because it does. It takes a lot. And it's not a pat in your back if you're doing it. And so I just believe the farther we get away from the truth in 2023, 24, 25, and the 30s and 40s and 50s and 2060s, if we tear it out long before the Lord returns, well, it'll, it'll probably be even harder because society will drift farther away from the truth. And we're such a me-centered place and a, you know we want everything for us now. And we hear these teachings and we know they're from Jesus. We know he's warning the Pharisees. He knows he's warning about these outward things. He knows, we know, we know he looks at our heart. We read it. We know that God knows that we think things are right and they're probably not always right, but to us they are because, I mean, how many opinions are there out there? How many videos are there out there? How many podcasts, you know, videos, teachings are out there on YouTube, Facebook, all over the place. Oh, there comes a point where the maturity needed to serve God and move in his gifts and operate them is a decision that we need to make. And then based on that decision, we'll pick teachers and leaders and uh, different things that strengthen the necessity, I would say, in our life to grow into mature. And there's always the option to stay on the milk and not do that. And I'm not ranking people or saying it's a competition. It's not. But it's a quality of life. It is a uh, an honor to be able to give it to God. We will see more of God move and more manifestations as we submit ourselves to him, as we crucify our flesh, as we become humble and subject to his authority. Absolutely, you will see more of him move in your life. As we draw closer to him, he'll draw closer to us. And, you know, so there's truth to this. How do I talk people into wanting to do it uh, outside that? Well, I can't. So let's just take 
what the Bible tells us, what we need to do, and move forward in that. And turn me to Matthew 23. And just look at another example of this and reflect it on yourself. Again, not for someone else. Reflect it on yourself. Matthew 23, verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. Not, not great. You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which are on the outside appear beautiful, but on the inside you are full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. So do you outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So outwardly you appear righteous to men, but inwardly we're not. We're, we're not in a good spot. This is strong. This is, you know, when you say, well, it's for Pharisees. I know, and for scribes, I, I get it. But it also applies to us. We want to make sure we're not doing these things. We want to make sure that we're not so worried about, you know, actions and how we're living and presenting ourselves to people that on the inside we're rotting. We're not changing. Your motives are so important. Your motives in the kingdom of God are so, you know, up front of your character. Can we do things for show? Can we do things to get back at someone? Can we put a Bible verse on Facebook because we know somebody might watch it or, or our friends might get on and that verse will convict them of an argument we had to prove we were right? Yes, listen, there's a lot of motives that we can do and not all of them are healthy. Uh, in fact, some of them are just rude, immature, just unnecessary. And it's more about us than it is about the kingdom. Can people use a Bible verse uh, in a way that promotes themselves, but not even really use it for God? Yes. Can people pursue a gift and look on the outward that they really care about God, but inwardly it's just the attention it gives them? Yes. And unfortunately, we could go yes into a lot of these kind of things. And I know you're aware of some of them because you're alive and you've been places and you've seen things, so you know what I'm talking about. And we want to make sure we're not that. We can't change other people. We would love to. We pray for them. We, we ask the Lord to move in our life. But what we can be responsible for is us. And that is our responsibility, to be responsible for what we do. Turn me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. First verse. Therefore, if anyone encourage, encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if there's any affection and compassion... Make my joy complete by being the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. On one purpose. Listen, on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, here's a couple things. We're going to go over them not uh, real quick, but pretty quick. And I want you to write them down, take notes, whatever you got to do. Do nothing from selfish, selfishness or empty conceit, right? That's very strong words. That's being about prideful. That's about me. It's about all for Jason. Conceit it, conceit it, conceit it. Don't do ministry things, outward stuff for that purpose. Write that down. Do not do it for yourself because your conceit is all for you. 
Do not do that, right? Big warning, don't do it. If you're not changing your heart, if you're not ready for it yet, if you know your self-esteem isn't right, if you know you just don't have the tools that you need yet to uh, be able to have that positive moving forward with God, the self-esteem, you know, if, if you're trying to get it from doing selfish things and from empty conceit, it's not going to work. You want to make sure you ask the Lord to help change that in your heart, change that your attitude. You know, second, uh, you want to make sure you're just with humility and you have mind regard one another as more important than yourself. You want to look at other people like they're as important. That's the beginning. But then as another, as more important. In other words, you your actions should demonstrate you want everyone to make it in the kingdom. Okay? You want everyone to make it. So listen, if someone gets promoted, and there's no promotion in the kingdom the way I'm going to describe it, but you'll know what I mean. If someone in the kingdom gets promoted, if God blesses them with the church and they have 300 people coming, be happy for them. Right? Be happy. Do it, Be humble. Do it with a mind regard as one another uh, that you want them more important than yourself. Be happy. Help them. Help them build. Don't get jealous. Don't get conceited. Don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't do weird things. Don't let your actions on the outside say, oh, look at this. But on the inside, you're not happy. You're upset. You're you're angry. right? We want to put other people more important. Do not merely look out, verse 4, for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others, for the interest of others. We want to make sure we, we care, like we care about other people. We want to promote them. We want to help them. We want our actions. We don't want to be on the outside all righteous like a, a Pharisee or a scribe. We don't want to pray long prayers and inside just have anger in your heart. We don't want to have jealousy. We we really want our motives to be poor, uh, pure. We want our actions to be pure. We want to make sure it's coming from a place inside of good intent where God can check our heart. And we, we, we wrap this up in verse 5. Having this attitude in yourself, which also is in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Before we go any farther, Jesus could have just said, I'm God, and he is God. He could have said, bow to me. He could have you know, done everything God can do because he is God, and he didn't. He emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, of, of, of a human, and being made in a likeness of men. Like he, he had parents that told him what to do. He respected them. He respected uh, his father in heaven. He said, I already do what the father tells me to do. He respected his mother, his father. He lived in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I, I mean, look at Jesus as our example. He didn't do any of this stuff religiously. He didn't do it with a motive that was unpure. He lowered himself. He didn't increase himself. He lowered himself. Look at John the Baptist. He said, I must decrease so he can increase. I got to put others ahead of me. I got to not be conceited or selfish or do things thinking I'm better. And I'm not going to let my actions, that's what these guys are saying, like, I'm not going to let my actions not demonstrate what's in my heart. It was real. Jesus really got on the cross. He really died for you and I. For this reason, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God 
the Father. And we want to make sure that we, you know, we're living a life where our, our motives are right, our actions are right, the things we're doing is right. We want to make sure that we're not just going through these emotions like, oh, I'm going to demonstrate, you know, 1 Corinthians love by just doing all this stuff and it's going to prove that I'm patient and I'm kind and I'm, no, that is, that happens because you, you have love. Well, I'm going to demonstrate my righteousness and I'm going to live this way and I'm going to pray long. No, that comes from you knowing God and having your heart changed inside you and having the Holy Spirit work in you. That outward stuff should be because the inward has changed. You, you want to see other people do well. You want everyone to have a church of three, four hundred people, thousand people. You want everyone to be successful. You want everyone in the kids' uh, ministry to have more kids they can handle. Everyone evangelists to have more crowds they can reach and healing ministry and more healings and deliverances. And like you, you want the best. You and you'll lay yourself down for that purpose, like Christ did. Like He laid Himself down for all of us. In verse twelve. So then, my beloved, just as you always obeyed, not in the presence only. But now how much more in the absence work out, and I know you've heard this, but this is where this verse in context comes from. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. For his good pleasure. It's God working in you. We don't need to fake this. We don't need to you know, fake it till we make it. We don't need to. Let the power of the gospel, let the work of the Holy Spirit change your heart. So that your motives are pure. You don't want to find yourself in a place where you've got yourself deceived and tricked into thinking, because I do this, it must mean I have that. It's not true. And no one else, unless God would reveal this, no one else would notice about you. Only you know your heart. Only you know when you get jealous or envious or angry or uh, when you're doing something and you know you know you're being a hypocrite. You know later you're going to do the opposite. Only you know these things. And only you can make that decision out of a mature uh, mindset and an understanding of the kingdom of God and say, I can realize and I can understand I'm doing this. And even though the things you're doing may be good, in other words, you're fasting, you're praying, you're helping people, you're doing, and they, I'm not saying they're bad things, but you know the reason you're doing them is not a good reason. It's not a healthy reason. It's not a motive that's pure of your heart. These are the things, people, we've got to take to God. We've got to take them to God, ask that His Spirit would help strengthen and grow us and mature us so that our inward motives would then produce a joy and an excitement and a longing and a wanting to do the stuff that we're currently maybe forcing or pushing or just presenting to do. We want to give with a cheerful heart. I don't mean, oh, we're going to smile while I give this 50 to a church. No, you, you really want your inside to change that you're excited to give. You want your inside to change that you're excited to help, to volunteer. Not you're doing it because you want to look good. You, you really want to better uh, the church or ministry or wherever at. Like you want to be a part of the kingdom. And when you pray, you want your prayer to be what really is in your heart. You, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. You really want your prayer to be because you love Jesus, because you know God. You want to worship him, not because people are watching their hand up and doing all the worship stuff. No, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you want to make sure in your heart, you that's really who you are. Like that's really who you are as a person. No one's around. 
Your eyes water and you worship like that when no one's around. You pray like that when no one's around. You'll volunteer when no one's around. You get what I'm saying, right? You're not a whitewashed tomb. You're not a whitewashed cup, clean on the outside, dirty on the inside, full of decay. No, this is who you are. And you can right now, you can pray and you can ask God in, in, in his strength to help you get your motives right. Say, you know, Father, the only reason why I'm doing these things is because I want everyone to see me doing them. Well, I don't want you to stop helping, but I do want you to get rid of that negative foundation of what you're helping from. I want you to get a good place. Well, you know, the Bible says we got to do this and we got to do that, so I'm going to do it. Well, be joyful. Learn how to do it joyful unto the Lord. Smiling, right? When we hear preaching out of the Bible, it, we're not... You know, we don't mad at anyone. This is the word of God. We're just far away from it, but it's the word of God. So don't change your life. Say, oh, I'm never going to do this again because the Lord's making me. Yeah, but you're doing it out of the wrong motive. You're doing it just to make men happy and yourself happy. I'm not promoting that you do anything wrong. I'm just saying, what are you really getting out of it? Like, what what are you really getting by this persona, this image, this, this outward appearance? And so my prayer to you and my my hope to you is that you know, you look at your motives. You take some time tonight, the next couple of days, and you say, you know, hopefully you go to church on Sunday somewhere, and you say, you know, I'm going because I want to, not because I want to look religious. And during worship, I hope you worship and make a lot of noise and put your hands up. I hope it's because you really love God, not because you want everyone to look at you. And I hope when it's time to give and participate, you give and you participate. And I hope you do with a joyful heart because it's what's in you. And I hope that when other people are being uh, promoted or things are happening and there's announcements, I hope you are excited. Like you are excited for what God's doing, not not jealous or envious or anything inside you. Mean, And I hope that all this stuff that you're doing, I pray that it's because God's changing your heart, changing your life. Not that you're trying to earn something with men or with people or making God you know, think, oh, look how good you're doing. I really want you to be genuine. I want you to be genuine in your heart, genuine in what you do. I want you to know the love of the God that changes your life. The power of the Holy Spirit that changes your life. The truth of the Father's love for you that changes your life. The relationship with Jesus Christ that changes your life. And I want your actions to be pure and your motives to stand before God. And, and through the test of time, he would say, well done. I look at your heart. I am pleased with you. I am pleased with you. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be fearful of God. You don't have to worry about, well, if I just let God know I'm only doing this because of that. I, listen, he already knows, right? I don't want to say it to be smart, but God already knows. He knows probably more than you'll ever know that he knows about you. He made you. Think about that. So you're not hiding anything from God. So let's make a, a promise to ourselves and to God tonight that, you know, we're going to pursue a a real transparency, a honesty before God, a genuine motive of the heart in action, in word. And you know, when you see me doing this, that's really who I am. In other words, that's really me. There's there's nothing hidden. I'm open book. That's really who I am. If my hand's up in worship and I'm crying, I legitimately, I mean it. Like I'm, my heart's moving. If I'm giving the 50 or 100, whatever the Lord's put in my heart to give, I'm giving because it's in my heart and I want to give it and I'm happy. And if I'm smiling for you and tell you congratulations, doing a great job, I mean it. I want you to be a person that you're inside. Your motives are pure, that you have God working through you and that you're not a Pharisee or a religious or 
someone doing the stuff that everybody can see, but with all the wrong motives. Amen? We want to get our motives right. We want to make sure we're getting this whole thing worked out for the good kingdom building moving forward. So I encourage you. I want to pray with you here. Uh, and, uh, you know, let I invite you to that maturity with God. And he'll listen. He'll let all of you in as much as you want in. There's no end to how far we can pursue God. There's no depth to how deep you can go with God. But you got to be the one to do it. So living a spirit life, all the things we've talked about, and we'll over the next, uh, Lord willing, decades and decades of these teachings, we've got to make sure we always take personal responsibility for us and make sure we take that time to really evaluate what we are doing. Other people are important. They are. But it starts with making sure your house is in order. Your spiritual house is in order. So I hope that blessed you. Uh, if you, Again, if you're on Facebook, comment, share, like our page, YouTube. Uh, you know, Subscribe to the channel. Send it to your friends, podcast. Keep spreading it around. And as always, go to pffministries.org. You can go on there, find our videos, our teachings, our tenor, where we're going to be. Uh, you can also give to the ministry there. You can partner with us in prayer and financially and see what we're doing. We're doing a, a lot of things. God's really moving. We're still doing our fundraiser to pay off our Windsor building there where Victory Global Church is at. If you don't have a church and you're in the area, come visit us there. If you're not in the area, we stream everything we do. You can be a part of it. And remember, Freedom Journey's coming in January. So I want to pray with you uh, and then let you go start, spend some time with God and reflect on your motives. Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for letting us check our motives, desires of our heart. We don't want to be clean on the outside and dirty on the inside. We don't want to have things that we're doing just because we want to appear to have something we don't have. We want to be genuine. We want to be genuine. Father, help all of us grow and mature. Help all of us become the man or woman you called us to be. Help all of us really take that looking in, very mature, very difficult to do, looking inward. Let us do that starting tonight and really allow your power, your Holy Spirit to change us. Before we worry about anyone else, Father, let us look inside and change us first. We love you. We know that you are God of your word. We know that we ask you for help. You will help us. We know uh, that you will never tire. You'll never weary. You'll never lie to us. And God, we know you'll never hurt us. So we openly and, and ask you to come into those parts of our life tonight. Touch us deep inside and let's get our motives right. Let's get our motives right with you that we may outwardly reflect in inward purity of motives. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, God bless you. Thanks for uh, spending time with us here tonight. And go to our website, check everything out. Uh, and uh, we're going to be moving and kingdom building. We want you to do it with us. Amen. We got a lot to do before the Lord returns, and you're a part of it. So uh, let's keep our hand to the plow looking forward, and let's keep moving as God leads and directs. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.